In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, Paul says, I discipline my body and make it my slave. You know, we often forget, guys, that God has called us to steward the bodies he gave us so that we'll be ready, healthy, and spiritually dangerous to fight the good fight, whether it's working at your job, serving your God, protecting your bride, or being a great dad to your kids. That's why we're so excited to partner with Mountain Tough Fitness Lab. Mountain Tough Fitness Lab is run by Christian men who are passionate about training you to be your best version and to stay dangerous and ready for God. Join me on my journey by going to mountaintough.com. That's M-T-N-T-O-U-G-H and getting your free six-week trial when you type in the code ARENA30. You won't be disappointed. Stay dangerous. Welcome to the Man Card Podcast and our mission to inspire men in the arena toward victory in the daily battles of life. Theodore Roosevelt spoke about this rare breed saying, the credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood. That's awesome. The Man Card belongs to those protecting integrity, fighting apathy, pursuing God passionately, leading courageously, and finishing strong. A man is as a man does. Enjoy today's episode. Men in the arena, we, we salute, salute you. you. Guys, we honor you today for getting it done in the stress bubble of life. You have got out of the bleachers. You have jumped into the fray of manhood where there's mud and dust and sweat and blood and pain and suffering. And I'm on a roll, Dale. Whoa. I'm bringing the heat. Whoa. Anyway, guys, we are so excited today to call you into the arena, call you into places that you've uh, feared to, to go before, calling you out of everything that's hindering you from being the best man and the best version of you, and we want to call you up to the highest level of manhood. I'm Jim Ramos, and I'm here with my producer and mi amigo, mi hermano, oh. mi niño, Dale Culver. I How are you doing, buddy? I, I don't know. I just got Spanish, I keep sitting here going, man, I'm just hoping for something new today. Was that not new? No. That no, was... Pretty well. We've been together for not together together, but we've been hanging out for ah, man, how many I'm sorry. years now. I need to learn another language. Yeah, maybe I should start speaking Pig Latin, or there maybe you. I should learn Latin. There you go. You know, I'm Italian. Yeah, so I, like I should know Latin, right? So that's right. How you doing, man? I'm I'm doing better. Yeah, doing been a little good. sick this week. Yeah, my spirits are high. Yeah. All right, man. So yeah. Well, dude, I'm uh, I'm excited. Uh, I want to remind our guys. This month, November, is No Kneel November, and so it's our way to be thankful for all of the guys that have served our country, men and women. So during this month, we're offering a free download of my book, The Field Guide, which is our bathroom book for men, 365-day study of masculine words in the Bible. And guys, if you're a vet, uh, let me know. Just ship us your email. We'll send you that book for free. And if you want a, a hard copy, I'll sign a copy, send it to you. You'll need to pay for some handling stuff. It'll be 10 bucks. So normally to get that book, you'd probably be like 25 bucks. you think, Dale, with the book costs and everything. But we're going to do it for 10 bucks for our vets. Mm-hmm. Anyway, also excited about the Man Card book. 
coming out here in the end of November. Uh, <laughs> the end of February. The book will be written at the end of November, and then by the time we get everything rocking and rolling and ready to publish and all that, it'll be February. And that book has turned out to be awesome. Yeah, I love it's, that you've been able to throw that together in your spare time. It's just been oh man, really easy. Well, for you know, you. I'm just bored. I, I just play fantasy football and uh-huh. uh, yeah, and I eat just various forms of chocolate all day. And Smurf so. Village. Uh, what is that? You just, <laughs> okay, you just gave your hand. Obviously, you have a toddler in the home because what in the heck? Anyway, that's dude, the 19 year old. <laughs> I'm sorry. We've got a guy here that's so magnum on our podcast and you're talking about Smurfs. He's going to relate to this, though, because he's got he's got a, he's got some young kids in the home, too. So I right. yeah. uh, got my uh, guest and new friend on Shannon McKirk, McGurk, Mick Gurk with a G. And so I uh, want to give you a little bit about Shannon's bio. He's a happily married father of 12 children. He served proudly in the U.S. Army for 20 years as an armored cavalry officer and China foreign area officer. He retired as lieutenant colonel. As a cavalry officer, he served in posts throughout the U.S. and Europe. As a China foreign area officer, he served throughout the U.S. government in the Pentagon and overseas in the U.S. consulate in Hong Kong and the U.S. embassy in Beijing. He's traveled extensively in a variety of capacities throughout Asia and Europe and has benefited from the finest training in the world. He's worked for Northrop Grumman, Grumman, I think, I don't know how to pronounce that, IBM, Mantech, and other corporations. And uh, this guy, uh, I'm just really excited. He's a serial entrepreneur. thought I was going to say something different, didn't you, Dale? Nice. Anyway. Uh, Frosted Flakes. He's had some businesses mm. that are tremendously successful, and others, uh, to quote him, uh, there were some financial collapses and different things that, that hurt him there, but he is a, he's a pulled himself up on his bootstraps he's just killing it and he's recently launched an organization for men called authentic masculinity just had a birthday november 14th 57 years young anyway uh lives 40 miles to the southwest of washington dc on a farm in beautiful virginia married mm. 25 years to his beautiful wife they have children now listen to this a son who's 27 from the first marriage a daughter 22 daughter 21 Son who's 20, son who's 19, son who's 17, daughter who's 14, daughter who's 11, son who's 9, son who's 8, son who's 4, and son who is 2, who probably likes Smurfs, Dale. So there you go, buddy. Anyway, I want to introduce my friend Shannon McGurk. Shannon, how are you doing today, brother? Man, I haven't been this good since a summer night in 78. Uh, (laughs) Should I ask? (laughs) It was was a great night. I have to tell you, I am so grateful. Thank you so much for allowing me to be here with you. Oh, man, we're excited, man. Hey, before we get going, we're going to share a man word today. I got a little bit out of order, and so Dale's got a man word for me. He always tries to pick the man word based on our guest. So guess this one. So I'm going to try to guess this one, and so here's my guess. Masculinity. Oh. Did I get it? No. (laughs) (laughs) I hate you. Actually, I was putting together the the podcast from John Eldridge this morning and thinking about Shannon here as as well. And all these thoughts going through my head, you know. Battle. Battle? Yeah, buddy. Is that it? You got it. That was the one I guessed last week. Are you going to do this? Are you going to like take the one I guessed the week before and use it for the week after? That's a dirty, dirty trick. (laughs) But battle, yeah. Every man's got one. And, uh, you know, there's a couple things. Uh, we should be willing to go to battle for our families. Yes. And um, for what we believe in. And uh, and also, every man does have a battle, and it, we need to conquer it. We can't do it on our own. Well, and the funny part is we're going to get Steve Arterburn on our podcast here in the next month, and he wrote a book called Every Man's Battle. Mm-hmm. And so excited to have him on in the future. Right. But I love it, man. We do have a battle. And after talking to Shannon, he's been uh, fighting a battle 
uh, for his family and for his ministry, and I'm super excited about this. Hey, Shannon, we're going to just throw you into the fray, brother, and we're going to go right into our rapid fire round. Are you ready for this? Are you ready? Okay. So this round, I try to mix up the rounds. This one is called Would You Rather? Okay. So I'm going to put two scenarios together, and you have to choose one and tell me why, and you need to do it quick, okay? All right. Okay, here we go. Would you rather talk your way out of a situation or fight your way out? Talk my way out. Why? I say that a smart man, a tough guy can get out of a tight spot, but a smart man never gets in one. Oh, I love it. I, I love the quote, okay. if you argue with an idiot, people can't tell the difference. <laughs> well, I'll tell you this, too. Violence, violence is rarely, rarely the answer to a problem. But when it is the answer, it's the only answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you never know how it's going to go. And I prefer talking my way out. Man, that was so yeah, good. I, I was reading your blog about posturing before a fight. And you had, like, I think six rules of a fight. And yeah. they, they were so good. I actually cut them and paste them. Uh, let me see if I can find them. Here we go. Assume that you are assume they are carrying a weapon. Your knife or weapon is meant to be felt, not seen. That's a Sun Tzu deal. Art of war, right? Uh, use deception to close the distance. Again, that sounds very art of warish. Do not play the MMA game in a life or death situation. <laughs> when weapons are involved, fight dirty. And then the last one is do not fight unless you have to. But when you are in, go hard. That is that is so good. So I, I yeah, you're a, you're a little you're a, would you rather inspired that. So thanks, man. So here we go. Would you rather? Yeah, Jim, to, I'm, I'm sorry, I have to stop you. I, in full disclosure, I got to tell you. That's from our that's from our blog post by my great good friend Travis Nelson, United States Marine Corps. Oh, that's, that's AM Stronghold. I I subscribe to all those principles, but there that was written by Travis Nelson. Okay, because I it was written to a man named Brendan, and I thought you did. Okay, I got it. Well, that's good. No, Brendan. Brendan is my son. That that blog post is a series of letters from Travis to Brendan. It's advice to a 15 year old from his uncle Travis. It's kind of fictional, wow. but the idea is he's teaching a young man. Yeah. Hey, there's another book idea for you. That's outstanding. Thank you. Thank you. So would you rather, Shannon, live a boring long life or a short heroic death? Short heroic death. <laughs> Explain. Duh. I know. Uh, you, well, hopefully the two will be the same, right? I mean, they won't be boring, but hopefully a long heroic life, right? Oh. But if given a choice, if those are my only two choices, I would take the short one. I yeah. think we got to live with intensity. We're called to live. You got to hit it hard. I say live every day like you're going to the Super Bowl because that's a choice we can make. Every day I'm going to the Super Bowl, and if Man. I've got a choice between short and intense or long and boring, I'll take short and intense. That's awesome. I love that. Would you rather? And I, again, I picked these for you because I kind of knew you'd resonate. Here's one: Would you rather die for your country or live for a cause? That's tough. I'm willing to die for my country. I prefer to live for a cause. I want to, the other guy. I want the other guy to die for his country. <laughs> well, and hopefully, hopefully you're, hopefully they're the two are the same. That the cause right. and the country. You know, hopefully the cause that your country's going for is worthy, right? And right. so right. that's right. that's outstanding. Right. Yeah, would let him die for his country. So, um, I mean, if, if those are my only two choices, right? You, yeah. you know, I think the three of us would all say we want to combine the two. But if you're telling me I've got a choice, I would say I will die for my country, but I'd rather live. Live for a cause. I love yeah. it. Yeah, and that's the thing. These are these are meant to kind of put you in a no win situation, but you got to choose. So, uh, would All you right. rather? Um, uh, would you rather live your life again? If if you had to live in the if you had, let me rephrase this if you had to live your life over, would you rather live in the past or live in the future? 
Wow. I'd say live in the future. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, so that's a little bit of John Cougar Mellencamp glory days. Yeah. Forget, right. forget yeah. that lived for the future, yeah. man. I think that's I'm a, a sunrise, not a sunset kind of guy. Oh man. Ooh. That's good. What a great yeah. quote. This he's throwing them out there. Sunrise, not a sunset. It's you. You're inspiring. No, me. come on now. Yeah, you're you're bringing it. You're sending you're these balls. You're, you're sending me. Yeah, but you're hitting them out of the park. So you're 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 texting me this morning at like five in the morning, and I'm like, dude, it's like eight o'clock for him right now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so would you can would you rather continue with your life or start it all over again? Drive on, continue. Man, that's so good, man. I, I agree with that. Well, you know what? Uh, Joe Lewis once said, and I think I made this statement a couple weeks ago on a podcast, we're only given one life to live, but if we do it right, once is enough. And then I would add on, even if you started it wrong, finish it strong. Absolutely. I can't control what just happened. I got total control over what happens next. Man, that's so good. Hey, Shannon, in your own words, man, can you just share a little bit about your story? And then uh, I, I want to ask you a couple questions about your kids real quick, but can you share a little bit about your story so our listeners can get to know you a little bit more? Absolutely. Uh, first and foremost, happily married father of 12 children. Um, my wife and my children are, are, are number one for me, but obviously to be number one for them, I've got to fulfill my responsibilities. Uh, I think first and foremost, by temperament, I, I am still a soldier. I believe men are built for combat. I believe I'm built for combat. Um, I think you've got to live your life just as in, with the greatest intensity you can, but be mindful of your responsibilities to others. And we've got to conquer our appetites. And for men, it's lust and anger. Those are the two that always get us. Man. Um, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a capitalist, and I'm an American, and I believe that the United States has a sacred responsibility to lead the world. Um and I would say that's that's pretty much where I stand. Well, you're among friends. <laughs> I think our Dale and I, our podcast listeners, fall into a pretty general category, and it's generally what you just said. <laughs> so, yeah, I have a feeling I'm talking to men who are in agreement with you. Yeah, and the ones that don't like us can go listen to something else. I mean, <laughs> but they won't. It's all but they won't. They're not paying else. a nickel for this podcast. They can just well, suck let me it tell up. You, here, but here's the thing: they won't go somewhere else. They'll, they'll disagree and they'll keep listening. Well, you know why? You know why that is? You know why that is? Because people are looking for authentic men who are living as the best version of themselves and who boldly proclaim the truth. And you know who I'm quoting there? You will know this guy, Matthew Kelly. Absolutely. He wrote a book called Rediscovering Catholicism. It was one of the best books I've ever read in my life. And people so crave clarity. People crave clarity. And men crave clarity from other men. And we've got to help each other. And they crave an authentic life, man. People want to look at an authentic life, a, a guy who's living as his best version. I agree with you so strongly. I look forward to talking about all this more. Oh, man. So, here, okay, I, I have a couple things. You just uh, you just kind of got me fired up here. You said that your job is to be the number one, is, is to take care of number one, that to be number one in, for your family, you have to fulfill your responsibilities. Can you embellish? What are your, quote, responsibilities? Um, absolutely. Men are built for service. We're built for combat. But our five privileges privileges uh, are prince, priest, prophet, provider, and protector. That's what we are put on this earth to do. And we are at our finest when we're doing it for those we love and lead. Now, you have a book coming out uh, here soon called Authentic Masculinity. And, and you're gonna, and you've got those five points in your book, and I want to get to that later on the podcast. 
Absolutely. Uh, definitely. Great. I'm okay. really, really intrigued by this, but I want to call you and ask you another question. Uh, we had a guy on our podcast a couple months ago, Brian Doyle, whose wife is battling cancer. You had a child who is battling or has battled cancer. You have a child with type one diabetes. Yes. And when I talked to Brian about this, he said, quote, men are made for pressure. You just said, quote, men are built for combat. To me, those are the same. How do you, how do you uh, discern or differentiate between those two sentences or are they the same? Yeah, I, I would say they are. I mean, the ultimate pressure is the pressure of combat, but here's the beauty of it. We rise to that challenge. What do they say? Pressure makes diamonds, right? Mm. Uh, the higher the heat, the stronger the steel. What, 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 where we fall into a trap is when we lead lives of ease. I used to tell my soldiers, comfort kills. Comfort kills. When, when, when we would rather be comfortable than um, uncomfortable, then we're weaker. And when we're weaker, this is the strange thing, we're at more risk. So I would agree with Brian. You know, Pressure is what we thrive on. And where we get in trouble is when we start rejecting it. Well, and the hard part uh, for us, Shannon, is that we live in a very comfortable society. I was uh, sharing on the podcast a while back. I was driving uh, with my dad on a hunting trip to Wyoming about a year ago. And uh, my hands started sweating, uncontrollable. I thought I was having a menopause deal. And I said, what's going on with my hands? My dad said, oh, the steering wheel's heated. <laughs> and so what I realized is we thrive on comfort. Uh, I, I heard a podcast with a Navy SEAL, Rourke Denver, and uh, his podcast inspired me. I end every shower with cold water. And the reason I do it is because I hate it. Right. It's, it's, it's difficult for me. And right. uh, th this discomfort, you, now you made a comment. You said we rise to the pressure, but would you agree that that's not true for all males? I, I would tell uh, yeah, you're, you're, hitting, you're hitting all the right nail. You're hitting all the right notes here. Um, there's no question that many men fail to rise to that challenge. That's why I think we have a problem, and there's this tension between men and women right now. Many men, I say, women step up when men step away. Right? Whoa, say that again. Women step up. When men step away. That's so good. So, so many. But here's the problem. Well, we can just I, I, ask whatever questions you have. So I would say, yes, there are many men right now who are not living masculine lives. And yet what's interesting about it is when you when you challenge them, if you're courteous and respectful, and we don't bully here. None of us bullying is wrong, right? But we do want to call men to a higher standard. Men always respond to that. They always respond to that. Some of, them, some of us have to do it in little steps. Some of us are really into the tough mutter kind of, yeah, take me to the <laughs> you know, I, well, right, I'll just give you one quick example. Yes. One of my, my test questions for interns or for young men I work with is I say, how hard can I hit you? And, of course, the response I get is fascinating. Some of them say, some of them don't respond at all. Some say, <laughs> some say you can hit me harder than you think you can, but probably not as hard as I want you to. Right. Oh. That's a great answer. Right. So so that's what I would tell you. We don't all fall, come up to the standard, but I think most men respond very positively to being challenged to that standard. Well, you know, I tell Dale, let's have a contest. Who can hit the lightest? Yeah. You go first. <laughs> and so he hits me super light and I just pop him right in the face as hard as I can. I go, you win. <laughs> Lies. Yeah, I'll lose that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, Shannon, you made a comment. And I want to just let you know uh, about my firing my next question. I don't have a script. Okay. As, as you are talking to me and you're inspiring me, I'm writing down questions. And Thank so uh, you, you got me fired up here. So you are leading an organization along with another man. And what is his name? 
Jonathan Frappier. And we probably should get him on this podcast. But uh, So you and Jonathan have an organization called Authentic Masculinity. Yes, we do. So can you help me understand? I understand, I think I understand it. But when you say masculinity, what does that mean to you? How are you defining that with the men that are involved in your movement? That is, a, you know, I, I like to tell people the simplest questions are usually the most difficult. Right? <laughs> um, here's here's what I forgive me because I'm going to I'm going to consult. Um, what I'm going to tell you is masculinity. Men and women both have a genius. There's a feminine genius. There's a masculine genius. One thing that women do very well, and I'm not an expert on women at all. <laughs> but one thing that women do well and men respond positively to this because we recognize it. Right. Women persuade, influence, and encourage, right? That's something women do very, very well. Men, on the other hand, we have a genius for what I call five things specifically. Women can do these things too, just as men can do those three things, persuade, influence, and encourage. But, but if we're asked to be our best, I say that men do five things. We have, we have a genius for five things. Reason, clarity, simplicity, directness, and action. That's our wheelhouse. When we are pulled out of that wheelhouse, we're fighting at a little bit of a disadvantage. Hmm. And women can do all of these things too. But I think when men are at their best, we're exercising those five components of our masculinity. And the other thing I would tell you is we're built for combat. Masculinity is built for combat. Wow, that's good. So can I I would I would use a word in here that I think we're using this a same phrase but different terminology. I would say men are made for focus, but clarity, is that the same thing? Absolutely. Right, because our job, we take complex thoughts and we simplify right. them down, and right. we're the ones that drive on yes. the road trips where our wives pull all the directions from all over the place, right? Uh, well, well, yeah, absolutely. One good friend of mine said, I don't know if you've heard this analogy, uh, women are pancakes, men are waffles. Mark, that's Mark Gunger. Oh, okay. Mark uh, Gunger's a friend. We have, we have a monthly bond fire, B-O-N-D fire, oh. where men bond, right? A good friend of mine came to the fire, and that's what he said. It's beautiful. I didn't know where it came from originally. So, yeah. Mar- Mark, then, you know, yeah, please explain it. You can do it. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. You're the. I'm. I'm wanting to learn from you. But Mark Gunger has an organ. He's out of Wisconsin. He has an organization called Laugh Your Way to a Better Marriage, and he talks <laughs> about men are like waffles and women are like spaghetti. In that, and uh, that is a true statement. Can you? So, so can you? I understand the directness. And I understand simplicity, right? I'll tell my wife. My wife will say, early on in our marriage, she said something like this. Will you run to the store and get me a box of tampons? And so, you know, you're not a real man till you buy your first box of tampons. So I ran to the store, and she said, oh, can – oh, and before I left, she said, can you take my car? So I'm thinking, well, why does she want me to take her car to get yeah. a box of tampons? Gas. So I come back, and she says, did you get gas in the tank and bring me back a Snickers? I said, no. She goes, well, you know, I need a Snickers – when I have when I need tampons and I gave you the car and so what happened is my wife does not speak my language she speaks a girl language where my language is simplicity and directness tell me right. what you want to do and I will do, I will it. do it that's right. when I'm in my sweet spot when I'm not in my sweet spot is when I'm trying to interpret why I have her car going to get tampons and why she's mad because I didn't bring back a giant snickers that's when I'm in danger <laughs> yeah, you would be both <laughs> I'm not made for that kind of combat. Let me offer so let me offer something you'll both appreciate. Okay? Yes, yes, what yes. What do you think is the best immediate um, first aid for a bullet wound? Tampon. Tampon. 
Right. Oh, because and, and I'll tell you, a, a smart man has a tampon, has tampons with him. Yep. And I'll tell you something else. U.S. Army Rangers who are training in Ranger School, if they're in there in the winter phase, what do you think they wear? Pantyhose underneath their uniform, right? Oh yeah. So, Two things just 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 to be useful, right? Well, I have a huge box of tampons, like a, like probably 150 of them, just in case like yeah. uh, there's a, some kind of collapse uh, in my son's wives, who they're not married yet, but I'm planning on that happening, or my wife needs them. And so you right. can't believe how often Shannon will say, can you go into the garage and get a tampon? <laughs> so, now, is your, is, your, is your bride's name Shannon? Shanna. Oh, Shanna, okay. Yeah, yeah, my kids call her Shannon when they want her to get mad. <laughs> now in all fairness and what jim is saying here is i'm pretty sure that i got a text at some point uh, speaking of not getting clear messages and in that text message it just said shannon mcgurk podcast and right. i'm going I, I need more information please help me here so this happens a lot with the two of us <laughs> yeah anyway he, he needs we're, he acts like i'm his husband or something weird so hey so i appreciate those so so when you so reason clarity simplicity directness and action these are five components of masculinity yes, yes. well it's funny because we're writing a book right now called the man card where we've identified five aspects of manhood and ours are a little different but they are protecting integrity fighting apathy pursuing god passionately leading courageously and finishing strong but mine yeah. are mine are five things a man does to walk in manhood. Yours are five things that are built into the DNA of a man that makes him right. different than a woman, correct? By our author, yeah. Gosh, that is so good, man. Okay, so tell me about your organization, uh, Authentic Masculinity. What's your goal behind that organization? Our goal is to conquer the world for um, for virtuous men. I mean, you know, to, to, to conquer the world in the sense that we want all men all over the world because we believe this is a global struggle to be able to access their masculine genius and be virtuous men of service to those they love and lead. Gosh, now, but what I got to tell you, and what's cool about this was it all started as an experiment and, and there's an economic component to this. There's a for-profit, there's a not-for-profit. And right now we're just trying to go where the numbers lead us. Did I answer your question? Yes. Yes. That's really good. So it, you 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 had said to me that uh, when there's a crisis, w when there's a crisis, it always is because of the absence of masculinity. Yes. So can you explain that for our listeners? When there's so let's think about a real life situation. So there's a crisis in the home. Right. Okay. So so how does that fall? I agree with you, Shannon. But I'm just how does that fall on the shoulders of the man? Well, this is a minority opinion, I think, in the popular culture, but I think you and I are articulating uh, an opinion that is not articulated enough in the popular culture. And here yes, it is. Correct. Now, this, is, this, requires, this requires a minute here. Let me, let me. The man is the head of the family. Okay? Absolutely. Everything within the home is my responsibility. My wife is not my servant. She's not my slave. She is my trusted equal. And there is absolute complementarity between man and woman. The challenge is I'm responsible for everything. So when my wife, so ultimately I should be willing to change the diapers. Ultimately I should be willing to do everything that has to be done because I'm responsible. Now, women are more well suited by our, by our same author mm -hmm. to do certain things than we are. And, and it wouldn't take us long, the three of us on this, on this conversation to talk about, Men and women love children differently, right? 
We yes. can be pretty hard on fun children, right? Yep. But women have an emotional complexity that can serve children's needs better than ours. Mm-hmm. And yet, our emotional simplicity sometimes is ultimately what causes young boys to become men and, and allows young girls to find out what it means to be loved authentically. Now, when there's a crisis, if things have reached crisis proportion, it's because we have allowed them to reach a crisis proportion. Exactly. And ultimately, when things are in crisis, that's when you must have the masculine presence. And I want to say something right now. This is very important. Um, nothing is more inclusive than masculinity. So as soon as somebody comes back to us and says, oh, well, you're, you, know, you think you're better than us, not at all. Not at all. We are at the service of the women we love. But that service is an embrace of our obligation to lead and lead lovingly the way a good man knows he should lead his wife. That is so good. We are at the service of those we love, which I'm going to go back to what you said originally. We have been wired by God to be – we are wired for battle. We are wired for the fray. We are wired for combat. We are wired for pressure because – we are the ones called upon to serve and sacrifice our life for the greater good. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. And if somebody comes back, and frequently our critics, and usually our critics are critical, not because they really disagree, but because we have failed to articulate this clearly, right? Yes. When, our, when, when people come back and say, oh, well, 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 women can do this, women can do that, of course they can, but they shouldn't have to. Right. And what's Absolutely. happened is women have, have been lied to. But that's a whole different discussion. Yeah. But let's, I'll, I'll throw it back over to you. No, that's so good, Shannon. So uh, our tagline with our organization is when a man gets it, everyone wins. Uh, We had a situation, I'm being a little bit authentic here, but this situation happened years and years ago where my wife made, uh, was running our finances, made a huge financial error, a pretty substantial one. And I was so upset and violated by this. I remember we were in Cincinnati, Ohio at a conference sitting in a restaurant, and I was just glaring at her. I hadn't spoken to her on the drive to the airport, the night in the hotel, the flight to Cincinnati, and I'm sitting at the table staring at this woman who I now hated because of this error, and, I, I, and, I, and I had this epiphany moment where I realized this is my fault, and I remember saying to her, I am so sorry that I right. did not engage because I am the leader. Uh, right. Navy SEAL uh, – Jocko Willink, Jocko Willink wrote a book called Extreme Ownership. Extreme Ownership. Yep, and, and that's what we're talking about here, right? Okay, I know that I, you are the one who has been delegated to this task, but because of its failure, I'm the leader, and I take full responsibility. And, and if we have time, and I, I'm, I'm mindful of the time, one of the, one of the most misunderstood dynamics is women are created, and, and this, is, this is controversial, right? And, and some people are, 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 are a little uncomfortable with this, Women want women that love us want to please us, and if we don't, if we're not mindful of that, if we're not mindful that they want more than anything in the world to make us happy, if we're not mindful of that, then they can love to their detriment. They can love sacrificially, and they can end up hurting themselves. And that's our responsibility, not theirs. Yes. Yeah. So absolutely. I mean, I, I guess where I stand on this, Shannon, is. I don't care if something's politically correct. I'm about truth. And if it's the truth, it'll set us free. And so we need to speak the truth. And what's happened, uh, and you and I agree with this, that we have emasculated manhood to where the man is afraid to take his responsibility as a man. And we're saying to men, hey, get in the arena. 
and and do right. your thing. And it was funny you said our you said the goal of authentic masculinity is world domination or world. <laughs> and I, and and I had to laugh because I thought for the world. Yeah, because I had to laugh because I thought, well, that's our goal. But you right. and I had talked and said this goal is such a huge, huge task. It'll take hundreds and thousands of organizations to even tap into a fraction of the need. And one of the things that's beautiful about where we are right now, right, is the internet and the proliferation of information makes it possible that all of us working together can strengthen each other, use each other's resources in a way that actually helps the other, right? Yep, absolutely. You look, at, you look at affiliate marketing, you look at like-minded podcasting like we're doing right now. If I, you know, if I win, you win. If you win, I win. Yep. We, I've heard it called coopetition, right? Where you compete, <laughs> you cooperate with people that, that the old school would say you're in competition. Not at all. Absolutely. I want to help you get to your audience. I want you to help me get to your audience and I'll help you get to mine. And nothing we do is in opposition. I, I'm, I'm totally I'm so excited about it. Well, and and you, you're a you're a government guy and this is not a government problem. This is a a hu- this is a human nature problem. We need to fix the human nature. Uh, and I, I, I have I have to respond. Okay, um, I I I do not want to be a government guy, right? And I took a job as an employee to serve my family because that was my first obligation. Yep. And one of the most important lessons I've learned is being an employee. I've learned to be humble. And being an employee, I've learned taking a job you do not like can be one of the smartest things you can do. Gosh, that's so because good. it forces you. It forces you to dig deep. It forces you to confront your your pride, and it forces you to be a servant for your children and your wife. But then it also lights a fire and says, "I do not want to do this any longer than I have to." There's a great saying: "Do what you have to do as quickly as you can, so you can do what you want to do as long." As you can. Oh, that's that's good, man. So hey. Uh, I'm excited about this book. You sent me the outline, and the book itself is called Authentic Masculinity, Unlocking yes. What the World Needs Today and Why Men's Futures Are Brighter Than Ever. And right. uh, I love this. And so, But before we get into this, Shannon, we're going to have a word from our sponsors, so let me just take a brief second to do that. Great. The Man Card Podcast is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. We aren't in this to make money, guys, but we are passionate about making a difference. The war is epic. Every battle matters, and every man in the arena matters. Join our fight to change the world with every man who gets in the arena, picks up his sword, and starts to fight. Do this by joining our Men in the Arena closed Facebook forum with men from literally around the world. If this podcast has helped you get out of the bleachers and into the arena, then go to our website under gear. Pick up the Field Guide, my bathroom book for men with 365 daily readings about what a man is and does using famous quotes and epic stories. Guys, you're going to love this book. Pick it up today. This year will be our first ever Man Card Men's Weekend with the men in the arena. If you're interested in hosting a Man Card Weekend in your city, contact us for available dates. Also, guys, thank you again for jumping into the arena and championing the greatest battle of our time, the fight to change your world one man at a time. That's so, hey, uh, I'm I'm I, I'm one word. I, I'm a simple guy, man, because, you know, simplicity. Right. Uh, can you explain because you've used this word several times and uh, I just want you to help our guys understand it better. So what do you mean when you say genius? The, I, ma- yeah. I understand the masculine part, but when you say genius, we have this genius within us. Help me to understand that better. 
I would say it's a disproportionate return on investment. It's it's oh. it's something we do when we're at our best. We do it better than anybody. You know, when men do it, and this is something we should always strive for. Uh, we feel fulfilled when we're doing these things. I'll give you an example. With the exception of using words um, at the service of our masculine nature, mm-hmm. action is the is the sphere for men. Words are more the sphere for the feminine genius. Okay, now I, I want to be careful here because I've had people say, no, you know, you look at men who use, use words as weapons and tools at the service of the masculine. I make a distinction there. But in, with our with our wives, with the women in our lives, sometimes we can be pulled into a situation where we're trying to talk, where if we would just act, that will do it. And our, I asked my wife once. I said, "What would your ideal husband look like?" I said, "What, what, what you know? What are what are ideal characteristics for a husband that would be a, a good husband for you?" As my wife, she said, "Prayer and presence." What men don't realize, prayer and presence, P-R-E-S-E-N-C-E, not P-R-E-S-E-N-C-S, right? Oh, no, I got gotcha. you. And, and, and masculinity is industrial strength. By just being there, we don't have to take any action. We, we can take action. Our presence is so powerful. So what I would tell you is our genius is, is I hope I answered that well. Please help me clarify. No, you really that. did. I mean, you know, for, for using your example. So women, this is a fact, right? This is not some pie in the sky. Women right. on average will speak fifty to seventy thousand words a day. Men right. on average will speak ten to fifteen thousand. So when I get home, I'm done. She's just getting right. started. And so, right. and the other thing is, and I think this goes back to Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. Uh, men, we are literal with how we use words. Right? We're simple. We're clear. Like you were saying, right. we're direct. We're right. literal. We're men. Women are interpretive. If you right. get around a group of women, they will right. bash each other and say some of the meanest right. things without ever saying mean things at all. Right. They, they'll, they'll, you know, like where guys will be like, you're ugly. Well, you're stupid. Well, you're dumb. Women don't do that. <laughs> you know, they, they, it's so it's a, so that we're just different that here's another, uh, here's another difference. Uh, you know, we talked about this earlier. Women can think about 50 things at one time. My wife, I, the way I view it is this. My wife, if as a computer screen, she has one computer screen open and about 50 minimized at any given time. I have one open and nothing minimized, and that's about right. all I can handle. And, and so, that's when we're at our best. Yes, yes. And so <laughs> yeah. for me, with all of these computer screens open and minimized in Shanna's life, what I try to do as her husband when I'm at my best is to help her close out those screens one right. at a time using my focus and simplicity and directness and clarity to come right. alongside of her. Right. Absolutely. And I to, love that. And to serve come, her. Come alongside. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Okay. So in your chat, in chapter three of your book, you talk about kindling a warm fire. So you talk about the three greatest needs of men. And so you talk about encouragement skills and community. So can right. you uh, unpack those for us? Why, why are those the three greatest? Thank you so much. I, I would tell you, first of all, masculinity has been under assault, I like to think, since the early 60s. 63, the launch of the Great Society. Masculinity has been under assault since then. We've been taking a beating uh, for a long time. So what men need to hear is you are good, you are valuable, you are important. What you bring can be done by nobody else, and your masculine authority is unassailable. Young men need to recognize that as the father and husband in the home, nobody can take your authority away from you. Mm. It's yours. And, and, and where we make our mistake is when we get insecure and we overcompensate. And that's when we do our greatest damage, I think. 
Wow. So encouragement is the number one. Where you say to them, and men, we respond so positively to, to a kind word. Most men, men tear up. You want to beat a guy down, that's not going to make him cry. You say something kind to a man, a man who respects another man, who says a kind word. Frequently, it's kindness that touches our heart. And we shed masculine tears, which we should be proud of. All right. So encouragement is what we need. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no, I'm just, no, I'm just listening to you going, well, John Eldridge, we just had John Eldridge on our podcast a couple weeks ago, and he said every young boy and every man is asking this question, am I good enough? That's what I hear you saying. Yes, yes. And he said, yeah, go ahead. No, no, and and it is is only from other men that we can get the validation we need, right? They're men men we respect, we need to, and they have to be men that are worthy of respect, But, but here's the beauty. All men have within them qualities that are worthy of respect. I'm telling you, all men. And, and, and so, so that's the first on the encouragement. Skills, there is such turbulence in the global economy right now. Men need skills. And if we want to bring our masculine genius to bear, the whole world wants what we have. But we have to learn the skills that will keep us relevant to what's happening around the world if we're going to continue to be dignified and be relevant. So skills are vital. Wow, that is so good. Um, you had talked about how men, we communicate with simplicity and simple thoughts. And yes. so sometimes when raising children, that can be that can come across as harsh or abrasive, albeit right. much needed. Right. John Eldridge uh, last week spoke about every man carries a wound, and oftentimes that wound is from the father. Do you yes. think that a father can be very can, – can wound their children, especially their sons, if they fail to affirm this question, am I good enough? Yes, here's what I would respond. I would say, yes, the wounds we, the, the wounds we uh, inflict are deep and long-lasting, but we have the power to heal those wounds. We have a genius for healing the wounds in our children, and nobody can do for our children what we can do. So, so the, you know, a lot, here's where I think the rest, I think the whole world is ready for this conversation. You, I'll just use business as an example. But women, women we, everybody benefits when women are involved, okay? Everybody benefits when men are strong. Where I think we've gone wrong is women have had to be men, right? Women have had to, women have been told, there's a wonderful book called Who Stole American Feminism? Uh-huh. And it's, the, the feminist movement got dominated by people who were not really looking out for the best interests of women. I don't right. want to get down that path, but, but what I'll tell you is, whatever wounds we inflict, we have a genius for healing. And so we can fix what we, what we, what we, uh, what we, what we break. Well, I was listening to somebody the other day, and I can't remember who it was. Who it was. I read books and listen to podcasts all the time. And they were saying when things are going good, men get bashed for their strength. But when right. men, when things are going badly, <laughs> the right. world looks for men for their strength because only a man can bring that kind of strength. I'm telling you that we're the only ones who can fix this problem. We're we need, the only ones who can do it. We need and to. My, yes. No, no, no. You know, I, I, if you if you look at my website, you may have seen. Camille Paglia, okay? Are you all familiar with her writings? No. Uh-uh. I believe she is a self-described, the way I remember it, hard left, lesbian, feminist. She wrote an article called Why It's a Man's World and Always Will Be. And she is, what I like about her is her intellectual honesty. And what she says is, a society that denigrates its men is a society that cannot survive. She recognizes and when I saw that she recognized what I had been seeing, I thought, man, it's time we got to get the game off. Well, I'll tell you what. I have a, a friend of mine who is a, a person who I interact with through the organization 
Uh, and this woman uh, is married to a woman. She is a lesbian. I, and, I, when, when, and she actually helped us with some legal stuff with The Great Hunt for God. And she said, people need this organization like never before. And so, so gender, uh, you know, I, what I'm learning is it's across the board, man. Right side, left side. People right. are seeing that there's a need yeah. for the men to step up and to become their best version. And let me just say, and I, I, I'm looking at the clock, but I have to say this. We talked earlier and this, this thought came up, you know, in the truth, beauty, goodness discussion. I think one of the mistakes we've made is we lead with truth. And when you lead with truth, sometimes pride will prevent someone from hearing that truth. So I believe we must lead with beauty and goodness and let men discover truth on their own. Because if, if, if I embrace you as a brother and a friend, I will learn from you. What did Teddy Roosevelt say? People don't care how much you know till they know how much you care. Oh, he and right said that? Now, yeah, is that cool? I thought it was John cool? Maxwell all these years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that cool? <laughs> that is now, cool. Now here's the thing. So, so if we if we build a bridge first, have you seen this commercial for Heineken where it shows people people getting to know each other and then finding out what they differ on? Huh. It's a great. So, so I would just tell you, we need to lead with beauty and goodness. Truth will come to the fore. So well, I think everybody's ready for this conversation. And I think Stephen Covey in his book Seven Habits of Highly Effective People said, seek to right. understand. And then right. to be understood. And I know I had a we had a class reunion last summer. It was we all turned 50 years old and we had a 50th birthday party deal. And man, I'll tell you what, you know, I grew up on the coast of California and it is way different. Demo, the, 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 everything about that is different than me. Yeah. But going back and visiting these old friends and majoring on the majors and 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 just agreeing to agree on the things that are common it builds bridges like you can never believe. Why do I have to argue with somebody's politics or religion or or whatever when I can find a common ground and win them over? We need love the most when we're the most unlovable. The people who need to hear the message are the ones. I mean, you may be the only person that ever brings that message to them. Yes. They need to hear what you have to say. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. And, and they're not going to get there by me being angry and burning a bridge. Right, right. right. That, that's, that's just going to – that'll just uh, – uh, package, wrap up and package their predetermined stereotype. Uh, yeah, I must love, and definition of love is willing the good of the other as other. So, yeah, absolutely. So good. Hey, uh, I want to move down here a little bit. You, uh, chapter 7, and I know this is really a passion for you, you uh, and I know that you've actually embodied this in your life. You know, people with 12 kids, I joked, are you Catholic? And you said yes, and because I knew you were, because I know how Catholic, what the Catholic viewpoint is on marriage and, and sex and the virtue of, of uh, the sexual relationship. And, uh, right. you, and so I love this word, man. Uh, people don't use this word anymore, but your chapter 7 is authentic masculinity is virtuous masculinity. So help our men to understand what what you mean by virtuous masculinity, because I know what you're driving here, but I just want you to articulate, because this is really good stuff. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. Here's what I would tell you. No matter where you are in the world, you as a man will live a better life, however you may define it, if you master your appetite. And what I would tell you is self-mastery is the key to everything. Jocko Willink talks about this. Discipline is freedom. All right. That's if his latest pass, book. Uh, well, and it's and it's and what's beauty of what's beautiful about what he's saying is that's a universal truth, right? Yes. And and it's delivered by a very credible messenger. Yes. So what I would say is, no matter who you are, no matter where you are, no matter what your beliefs are as a man, and this is why I'm so I'm so thrilled when men from across the spectrum reach out to us and they say your message is a good message. Master your appetites. You 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 can't 
you can't just do whatever you want whenever you want. So I would tell you that that virtue is self-mastery. And I think we'd like to focus on the seven cardinal virtues, but I guess that's my short answer. I hope that was a good answer. Did I answer your question? Yeah, virtue. So how so I guess the question I always ask when I hear these phrases, because I'm so inspired to be the best version of my life. And but I struggle at times with lust, and I struggle at times with a. Uh, uh, you can see me; I'm not a little man. I like to I like to eat. So so self mastery. What would you say to a guy that that uh, hypothetically that right. has a that that hasn't mastered his eating? How would you well, help that the, man? Well, here's the fascinating thing: we can't we can't we can't solve we can't solve a problem if we don't know what it is. And yes. our first obligation as leaders, and all men are called to be leaders, is to accept reality. And the trick is. Accept reality as bad as it is, but not worse than it is, right? Yes, yes. So, so the first thing I would say, what's, what's fascinating is we all have the same challenges. We all have the same challenges with our appetites. What's fascinating is, is, is our desire for food. What do they say? Food is the first most innocent love. So hmm. our desire for food and our desire for sex are linked. There's a, there's a direct connection, right, Whoa. between an appetite – I, I, I was talking to a young man once, and he said, hey, you know what's powerful about a kiss? Why is a kiss so powerful? It's the only thing we do that involves all five senses at once. Whoa. Think about that. So food and a human affection are intimately linked. So what I would tell you is if you can master – if I can master my appetite for steak, I can master my appetite for edgy physical affection, right, Which, or maybe physical affection in the extreme. Why didn't you say master my appetite for raw onions? <laughs> <laughs> You're killing me. Well, Max Dupree wrote a book called Leadership is an Art in, I think, 1981. And he right. said leaders are dealers in reality. And yeah, so absolutely. that's our role. If, if I'm the head of the household, right. if I am built for combat, if I am right. the guy who's receptive responsibility, I need to deal with the reality of my appetite. And right. I need to control that because my family – that my family is depending on that right the we must master our appetites to protect women from us this whoa. is the trick whoa yeah because what what young men are not being told is because this is a powerful powerful thing i asked my wife i, I don't want to go too long on this story but i'll just tell you i'd love to dive deeper on that women we must protect women from us the women who love us want more than anything else to please us and if we don't master our appetites they will do what we ask, and then we're responsible. Well, hey, you know what, Shannon? I just had an idea. When the when is your book coming out? When is it gonna? What's the latest date that you expect it to be released? If you want to have a good laugh, <laughs> yesterday you and I were talking on the phone, and Jonathan was in the car, right? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Jonathan is Jonathan is he speaks French, English, and Italian. He's an international mergers and acquisitions attorney, and he's also a Krav Maga practitioner, right? So he's a martial artist. He's an attorney. And he's trilingual and he's 35. He said, Shannon, don't overcommit. He said, <laughs> he said when, everything I do, I run by Jonathan because he's so smart. I would tell you that this conversation is not a coincidence. Yeah. And you, ha I want you to hold me accountable. I would tell you, we'd like to have the book out by late spring of 2018, but I'd love to get it out earlier. One of the things we're going to do is test the market. If there's a demand for what we have, I will, I will drill down. I'll do a thousand words a day and I'll knock this thing out. But our, our, our late goal would be spring. All right. So in sometime in the fall, just to not put the pressure on you, 
fall of next year. So September of next year, I want to interview you with the book in hand after I've read the book. And I want to talk about these virtues. Yes, sir. I want to dive into this. I want to, you have a quote here in chapter eight that I I want to ask you about. I just think this is a super powerful quote. You say you can lead 10,000, but you can't even carry one. Right. What, what does that mean? What that means is each one of us has to make the decision for ourselves, right? If I ask you the question, you know, if you were asking about the virtues, how do we learn the virtues? Well, through self-mastery and self-knowledge. And what authentic masculinity promotes is asking yourself what I call the five critical questions. Who am I as a man? What am I as a man? Where am I in my journey in life? What time is it in my life? And why do I want to be better, right? The five critical questions. And if your answer to those five critical questions is searching and penetrating, your, your, your why or your how, right, the five W's and the H, your how will be easy if your five W's are clear. All right. Hmm. But your answers are your own. This is the thing. I, we want every man to be independent and free because he's, we're dignity. We have dignity as men. Yes. We're, we're created by God for dignity. And we lead our families through freedom and dignity. Now, to answer your question, so each man must answer the question for himself. I can't, I don't, I can't ask you to carry me, and I have to be clear with you that I can't carry you. I can lead 10,000 men, but I can't carry one. And I have to recognize that some men may not be ready for this. Yes. And I have to say, you know what, brother? I can't carry you. And that's the toughest love I can give that man. He has to take care of himself because he has an obligation to lead others. Does that make sense? Oh, it totally makes sense. I've got numerous people. I've got this one uh, individual who wants help on their marriage right now. Right. And and no matter what I say to this individual, they will not respond. Right. And, and I'm like, okay, we're done here. When you're really serious, come talk to me. But I don't have the time for somebody who doesn't want to change. One of the most pivotal conversations I've ever had, a good friend of, me came, a good friend of mine came to me with a problem. I gave him my response, which I knew from raising my own daughters, the right response. And I could see him pushing back. And I said, I can't help you. You're about to drive over a cliff and there's nothing I can do. Wow. And he, that tuned him in. And he, I said, listen, I can't help you, brother. Well, wow, you're about to drive over a cliff. You're going to lose your wife and daughters. And you and if you don't do this, I can't help you. There's a, prover- there's a proverb that says the prudent see danger. Uh, and, and what's that proverb say, Dale? The prudent say danger and take a, basically turn around, but the fool doesn't see it and gets clobbered. <laughs> And, and that goes back to your question at the beginning of the conversation where I say to somebody, uh, you know, a tough man can get out of a tight spot, but a smart man never gets in one. Yes. And I have to tell you, I was in scripture this morning and wisdom is female. Yes, it is. It's uh, wisdom, wisdom is a just as female. Chapter seven and eight. Wisdom is female. Yes. You know what? I tell you, action is man, masculine. And we've got to embrace men. the male, female complementarity is central to the whole conversation. Well, let's be honest. How many of us have avoided massive train wrecks because our wife said, you better go talk to that person or that person looks mad at you or don't forget to call your ch- your number child number six today. My wife said something so funny this morning. We were in the car and she was looking at the backup video, the backup screen on the Honda. We uh-huh. have a 2015 Honda. And she said, hey, I know why that backup screen is here. I said, why? She said, so a woman with a baby can be sitting in the back seat and still criticize her husband for parking wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. You talked yeah. about men and women differences. You know, women actually, and this is a James Dobson focus on the family thing. Women, women actually, women actually uh, have, are nearsighted. In other words, you know how the sign on the mirror says objects in the mirror are closer than they appear? That's yeah. literally what women see. So when you're going on a corner, my wife will lean and go, oh, you almost hit that curb. Like, I was Brilliant. like three feet away. And so they're wired for that. So I got a couple questions for you. We're running short on time. 
uh, I really we could do this for two hours easily, Shannon. I mean, I really am enjoying this. But I, I want to. So you talked about dignity. Yes, sir. That, that, what was your phrase about dignity? Do you remember? We are created for dignity. We, we are, are created. Crea- okay, now I I I think that's a human. I think humans in general are created for that. Absolutely. However, yeah. however, I believe a the greatest gift that you can give a man is respect. Yes, and sir. I think respect and dignity are kissing cousins. What right. do you think about respect and dignity? Um, well, I'm sure you're familiar with this concept. It's, it's, he's a very good author. I don't know the name, but it's the whole respect. Men value respect more than love. Love and respect. Love, respect. love and respect. Right. I'll just tell you, I think this story says it the best. I'm coming out of a 7-Eleven, 2 in the morning. A man's walking out. He has a hat. I said, hey, I like your hat. He says, every man is a king. Every king should wear a crown. I think... Men must understand that they they have an appropriate sense of their own importance. And once we realize that, everything gets easier. Wow. Yeah, uh, Emerson Egeritz wrote uh, Love and Respect, that book. So that's outstanding. So, you know, so your your ministry or your organization is called – I would – I don't – do you call it a ministry or is it just an organization? The word I use is apostolate. Okay, I love it. So it's called – you guys are called Authentic Masculinity. Okay, Shannon, you're a man's man. You're a military man. You've raised and are raising children from 27 down to two years old. There are critics out there who may, uh, and this is going to hit you from a, a different angle. So I don't want to blindside you here, but some of the of critics of manhood uh, may say something like this: "I think authenticity is not a manly trait. I think it's weakness." How would you respond to someone who says a man? A man who says authenticity is weakness. I would have to ask him to to, to define his terms. Yeah. You know, I, I would see clarity. And I would say, um, I, I, I really would not know how to respond other than to say, well, I want to understand what you're saying. Can you please define authenticity um, and define weakness? No, I agree with you because I think authenticity is a dynamic strength of a man. But I think there are men out there in this world, you know, kind of that John Wayne tradition that would right. say, if you, if you shed a tear, if you, oh. ex, if you're transparent, if you okay. express feelings, you okay. are weak. Yeah. If yeah. you're authentic. I, no, I yeah. yeah. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. I think that is, that is a, that is a caricature of masculinity. And I think it is, it's based on a false understanding of masculinity. Um, men don't cry. Men never apologize. Not true at all. That is, that is masculinity taken to its extreme. And a key about masculinity is moderation. Oh, that's so, well, that's so good because I, I believe men have to be authentic. In fact, in chapter nine of your book, you talk about account, accountability and community. How can right. you be accountable to other men if you're right. not authentic? I right. can't be accountable if I'm a liar. I can't right. be accountable if I'm not going to share. Right. You know, you talked about earlier in your in your in our podcast that men are waffles. Right. If I share with you ninety nine of my waffles but I have the dark waffle, the dark hole, the dark compartment of my life. If I don't share that one compartment, that right. one compartment can cause all the others failure. Moreover, I'll tell you, if you're isolated, that's where the enemy can get you. A man who is isolated is a man who's at risk. And we, and, and because then we believe the lies, right? Our, our weaknesses are what can bind us together, right? We all struggle with lust and anger. We all struggle with food. We all struggle with temptation. And so authenticity is admitting Hey, I have this weakness too. Please help me. Right? So, yeah. hey, you know what? I'm going to just I know you haven't started writing the book yet, but that isolation component you just brought in, yeah. 
is massive. You might want to add that in your chapter on uh, accountability. Well, this is why pornography on the internet is such a problem, right? Yeah. Because now we can do something in private and we don't think anybody else knows, Yeah. but, but private actions have public consequences, right? Yes. So, yeah. Gosh, that's so good. That is so good, man. Isolation and accountability, they just don't work together. And isolation sure. and authenticity don't work together. And so that right. is so good. You know, unfortunately, Shannon, we are out of time, man. We have burned up an hour of our time. Uh, man, I really, can I get you on again? Yes, please. I, I really want I really want to do that. So, hey, men, you've been listening uh, to the Man Card Podcast. Uh, thanks so much to, for taking time uh, with us today, Shannon. And, guys, uh, give us some feedback on this podcast. Uh, we'd love to have you review uh, us through iTunes or Stitcher. If you do, we'll do a drawing for some swag. Help us to get the word out to men around the country and around the world. It's as easy as one, two, three. Listen to our podcast, share it with your friends, and write a positive review. Guys, give us some input. Are there any guys out there that you'd like us to in, uh, interview? Are there any topics you'd like to hear about? We want to connect with you. You can do that through our website or our free The Great Hunt for God app by clicking on the Contact Us icon and communicating with us. Guys, you're going to be so excited about the guest we have next week. He is a rock star. Uh, Shannon was awesome as well. We are just so blessed to have this massive lineup of godly magnum guys on our podcast so guys before we leave and until we see you next week i want to encourage you guys get into the arena get dirty grind it out and be a man this is dale culver and you've been listening to the man card podcast has your man card been challenged today if you hunger to be the best version of a man then join our closed facebook forum the men in the arena with thousands of men from around the world this is the best place to have open discussions around the topic of manhood. Also, make sure you ask about our newest equipping opportunity called the Man Card Weekend with the men in the arena. Let us inspire the men of your organization to become the best version of themselves today. And don't forget to purchase a copy of our popular field guide, our bathroom book for men. Jim wrote this book for men who don't read books. It's a daily study of manly words explained with great stories. You will find enough interest to read one a day for an entire year. That's right, 365 daily readings on what a man is and does. Get your copy for you and your friends at thegreathuntforgod.com. Go to your app store and download the Great Hunt for God app today. It has videos, podcasts, our store, and many other links to the world of the Great Hunt for God. We are a donor-supported nonprofit organization with the vision to partner with men in the arena to change the world one man at a time. Because when a man gets it, everyone wins. To become a financial champion, simply go to the Give link on our website or app. Thank you for listening to the Man Card Podcast. This is Dale Culver signing off. Until next time, get into the arena as the best version of you. What type of dad are you? Guys, in my 35 years of ministry, I've noticed that guys basically fall into two categories. And in those categories, there are four types of dad or four phases that you pass through as a dad. We just dropped an amazing quiz to help you discover what type of dad you are. Find out what type of father you are and get our custom resources fit to meet the needs and the questions you are asking. Head on over to menarena.org. Join 20,000 men for around the world and find out the type of dad you are.